Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the zone. And the zone sports network. I mean, you know, during the season you get, you know, a bunch of banged up, little small injuries. I I've had a crack in my shooting hand my shooting hand was swollen. Um pretty big, uh, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, I'm playing through all those. But, you know, a lot of teams are trying different stuff, uh, blitzing, uh, you know, blacking, switching, trying to put bigger defenders on me, um, all that. But, you know, it's part of the game. You know, I'm just trying to adjust to to what it is. I'm kids keep playing uh, the same way I'm playing, you know, mission shots. You know, that's part of the season. Like, <laughs> ain't nobody playing – uh, what we playing 72 games at the highest level and, and shooting a, a crazy field goal percentage, a, a three point percentage in the amount of clips that I get up. So, um, you know, it's bumps and, and, uh, you know, I, I don't get it too high, too low about nothing. I stay even kill and I know my shots going to go in when I take them and, uh, you know, keep continue to make plays. Hey, just as a quick follow-up, you, you mentioned a crack in your shooting hand. Was that this season or did that happen before? No, that was this season. Um, uh, I had that um, after we got – it was a Philly game on the road um, before that – the game before that game, uh, saw some doctors and stuff, and, you know, that's that just is what it is. But, you know, I ain't making no excuses at all. That's that's just part of the game, something that, um, you know, I'm getting through and uh, kept playing through, and, you know, everything's fine. It's something that we didn't feel was a big problem and kept rolling. Uh, there you go, Jordan Clarkson, and he's uh, uh, expecting to play coming up on Friday after a four-game absence dealing with a sprained ankle. And you heard what he uh, what he had to say right there, Gordon. And you know, also uh, we found out about uh, an. Uh, let's see, I want to get this uh, correct. He got because uh, it's an issue with his shooting hand, um, a crack in my shooting hand. Yeah, that's what he said. Right. Well, I just want to make sure I'm. Yeah, yeah, resetting and that, that, correctly. Sounds, that sounds painful, and it sounds like that would get in the way of your accurate shooting a little bit. Uh, I, I, I find that really interesting because a lot of times I'll admit those of us who are observing what's going on, we don't know what a player is feeling on a given night, and they go out and they shoot 3 or 14, and we go, what's the matter with him? Well, there might be something the matter with him. <laughs> you know, we don't we don't always know, especially with the guys who don't, who don't make uh, make a habit of uh, pronouncing every problem they have, and that's really kind of admirable. And it's something that, if I see, don't you, Jake? Don't you think that if you see someone who's having a really off night, doesn't that thought go through your mind? Like, uh, is there something up with him? Uh, especially if he doesn't normally play that way. I, it, it's something worth worth noting, I think, or at least thinking about. Well, yeah, I think there are reasons that go into how we all perform at various tasks. And when it comes to sports, certainly physical health uh, would be one of those. And, you know, we remember back to the tough guy times. I read an interesting story about Allen Iverson, who uh, the, the, the team was telling him, you're sitting out. And he tried to bribe a, a arena staff uh, worker to go buy him some shoes because when they, you know, they thought Allen needed to sit out because of injury, they would take all his stuff. 
like out of his locker, they'd hide his shoes and stuff because he was going to play. That was <laughs> that was what he did. And he got to the point where he tried to bribe somebody at the arena to go buy him some shoes, just go go to the mall or something and pick him up some basketball shoes because he wanted to play. You know, Jordan you know, mentioned that uh, he's rolled this ankle a bunch of times and, and played through it and the, the wrist thing. And I, I, I would think being on the medical staff, Gordon, of a professional sports team would be really difficult because you'd get players all over the spectrum, right? Yeah. Uh, and players that, oh, the the I've got a little bit of a, a hangnail on my uh, second toe, and I think I probably ought to rehab it in Hawaii for a couple of months. And then you've got, <laughs> you know, guys that are going to go out there and, and play through anything because they feel, for whatever reason, like it's their obligation or their job yeah. or, yeah. you know, I would— I would be curious to talk to somebody who's on a medical staff on, you know, when to push, when not to push. Do they just simply go with, you know, kind of the player's uh, threshold for pain as long as he's not going to do further damage? I I bet that would be really challenging deal, yeah. dealing with those situations if you were yeah, on, a, on like staff. Yeah, like you said, everybody's different. Remember uh, way back, this is going back, way back, Jake, but uh, when Carl Malone was playing in, a, in the playoffs and he was – he had a sore hand, a finger, I think, was bust, was hurt or something. And we wondered why he wasn't quite as powerful as he usually was. Well, we didn't know about that. We found out about it later. So it, it happens, and he was out there playing. So, And that's funny because when a player does play hurt, uh, then, then they're setting themselves up for a subpar performance, but they want to help their team. And so sometimes we criticize that because uh, the performance isn't what you expect from somebody. But really, it's it's kind of heroic. I'll admit that I've made that mistake before. And so knowledge is helpful to understand. Usually you find out sooner or later, but sometimes you certainly don't beforehand. And by the way, did you hear Jordan Clarkson use the, the, the term even keeled? I mean, you know, a lot of people... Those of us who are sailors, we, we know what that literal meaning is. You know, there's a figurative meaning, too, that I think most You're people understand. You're going to go to the origin of even keeled. That's where no, we're no, going. Well, when a, ship, uh, when a ship is trimmed as, you know, uh, evenly upon the water, you know, drawing the same depth forward and aft, then that's even keeled, you know. And, and some ships sail better when they're brought by the head and others when they are by the stern. So, well, I don't want to get into it for those who, who you know, have limited knowledge. All of right, sailing. Long John Silver. Let's get back to <laughs> let's get back to talking about basketball. Shall we? So, but it's true. I mean, it's that's the best way to to do it. What Jordan Clarkson said. He's going to have some ups and downs, especially with the degree of difficulty on a lot of his shots. And I don't always agree with his shot selection, but I do admire the fact that he's he's usually. Well, even keeled. You know, he he's uh, he goes about his business and uh, tries to keep it keep it the same, and that I think that's in the long run helpful. Yeah, and he's really important. The other side of this is is managing those types of situations, uh, right? So you're at your optimum health at the most important time, and there's probably some of that that went into Jordan's ankle too. I bet this two day rest thing. I bet it kind of there was some management that went into it. Because you knew you could get guys a couple extra days rest on the back end of missing some games. And I don't know if that's the case uh, with Jordan Clarkson. I do think that's the case with Royce O'Neal and, and Joe Ingles not playing against uh, Oklahoma City. Yeah, yeah. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if either one of those guys could have gone 
if they had to, but they said, hey, look, you got two days off coming up. We're going we're gonna to make it three for you. Here you go. Uh-huh. That, uh-huh. that wouldn't surprise me in the, in the least. Mm. Well, I can tell you what happy hour is going to be tomorrow, by the way. What? Okay. Either the history of kites yesterday or the history of even killed and the, the makeup of a boat today. They're going to grab that. That's going to be happy hour tomorrow. Well, you know, well, I didn't even – all I did was brush the surface of the kites yesterday. You know, there's a prism kite. There's no, a diamond no, kite. No, not, that a, was not an excuse a, to go back to the kites. There's a parafoil kite. That was kite. not it. There's, there's a Austin. snowflake cellular Austin. kite. Hey, I'm, Austin. A, I'm the friend trying to stop him, and he's like, oh, let me tell you more. Yeah, I know. There's delta no, kites. There's... You can't apparently say the word kite around uh, Gordon Monson without uh, expecting a – a real <laughs> steady sermon on the matter. There's also something called a rococus. All right. Yeah. All right. No, that's it. I'll pay you. Uh, for please, fire kites. Please. Yeah. Um, stunt kites. Uh, I had some experience. Attraction kites, too. So. I, I, but I don't want to. I don't really want to show off my knowledge. Show show off. <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> don't want to show off. No, don't but those box kites, off. they're dogs, man. I never oh. liked those. Um, the All Jazz right. uh, against OKC uh, had some trouble uh, scoring at times, and Jordan Clarkson, of course, that is what he does. Uh, you and I talked at great length uh, in the post game about uh, the depth of this Jazz team, and it certainly is a strength. Uh, but when you're missing two or three extraordinarily key guys, that's gonna gonna make any team thin. So, uh, Jordan Clarkson being right and being back certainly important. Do you remember, I don't know how long, when was it, three or four years ago, it seems like the Jazz really struggled with their with their health and, and staying injury-free, and they they brought in some folks to help, and they were really stressing that. And, you know, it's, it's kind of weird because you think, look, there are these fluke injuries that happen no matter what kind of, uh, what kind of treatment guys are getting or whatnot. But really, I think the Jazz have done a pretty good job keeping their guys as healthy as possible this year and as rested as possible, uh, considering the structure of the schedule. And we talked about this yesterday, but it is compact. And uh, it's, it's uh, yeah, I mean, this is, this is any NBA regular season, I think, is, uh, has its demands. But this year in particular, I think that's especially true. So I'm not really big into load management, but uh, in a season like this, uh, like you were saying earlier, I I don't have any problem with a guy needing some uh, some time to recoup a little bit, uh, like we talked about with Royce O'Neal. So, you yeah, know, it works, and whatever's best for your club in the long run, you got to do. But there's also the consideration of the of the fans who uh, want to see their favorite players play. Yeah, it's a it's kind of a difficult uh, or or. Um... It's a little bit of a dance there. And it's another reason, by the way, to incentivize the regular season more because then you would encourage players to play. But right now, the end game, the NBA Finals, and a championship or bust mentality that is sports in this country today, uh, you encourage that type of thing because it is the smart thing to do if that is the lone goal. And speaking of being human, which these players are, I thought that news about LaMarcus Aldridge was – uh, it was uh, it was worth noting because he had the irregular heartbeat and decided, okay, that's it. I'm going to retire after 15 years. 
and and I don't think anyone can blame him for that. And I'm not sure he even really wanted to at this point, but these guys are human beings, you know. They they need to take care of themselves as best they can. And uh, so a uh, terrific career for LaMarcus Aldridge, who uh, will will walk away from the game. Yeah, I, Do you think he'll, he'll come back? I mean, I guess he could, but I don't know if he will. Um, I don't. I would hate to predict something like that. I have no idea. What a yeah. delicate issue, you know, and and somebody who I'm sure whatever's wants to best be. for him. Yeah, exactly. You know? it, it's kind of like the Chris Bosch uh, situation a yeah. little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Although his was more kind of immediate, right? Uh, but similar situation where you hope these guys are are looking out for their their health because their their family needs them around. You know, that's a big deal. Do you think we fall we fall into that gladiator slash rollerball kind of situation too often? Do you think we sh- we should think about this and fans should think about this uh, more than more than we or they do? Hmm. Um, did you see the news today that uh, the Hall of Fame announced that Kobe Bryant uh, will be inducted by uh, Michael Jordan into the NBA, or I guess the Basketball Hall of Fame? Uh-huh. So I, I think that's I honestly think that's a nice gesture. A uh, nice gesture. Mm-hmm. Um, but after Michael Jordan's last Hall of Fame performance, would he be the guy that you really want doing this? I mean, because think about it this way. All right. Uh, Gordon, play uh, Magic Predicting Vegas Wizard for me here for a second. Like, what are the odds a dig at Brian Russell comes up again? I mean, maybe they're not great odds, but it's not zero either. You know what I mean? Like, there's at least a chance that that something like that happens. I, he's he's a bit of a loose cannon for such a a serious, <laughs> uh, a serious and and um, what could be phenomenal moment. Well, first of all, I think Kobe would be. You know, I'm kind of speaking for him, but I, I think he would be honored to have Michael do that because Michael is the one that he was always chasing, right? But also, what so, are the odds? So to have the to have the original pay tribute to uh, a, a man who is very good in in pursuing him uh, is is really nice. Now, uh, as far as what Michael Jordan might say, Michael. That's the thing about Michael Jordan. He can say whatever he wants, and he knows it because he's the alpha dog. You know, and which could just, uh, very easily ruin the moment. Like, what are the odds, Gordon? What are what are the uh, what would the odds be? And this, I I would bet, are pretty good that he talks about himself the whole time. <laughs> no, that he gets we're no. we're here to talk no. about Kobe Bryant, one of the greats. Now I'm going to spend the next eight minutes of your time talking about why I'm great. I'm Michael no. Jordan. No, no, he's he he knows the moment. He's gonna he's gonna figure that. You know, he might say. That Kobe standard uh, was uh, the ceiling was the roof, uh, but uh, anyway, speaking of Michael Jordan, my son-in-law is spending time with Michael Jordan as we speak. Honk! Where's the honk on that? Yeah, yeah I thought that was pretty cool. But anyway, uh, it doesn't really matter. What are they doing? Uh, Shooting no, dice? No. The, yeah. <laughs> There's a craps game out in the alley. <laughs> Uh, that would be an expensive one to get involved with, but uh, they riding, no, I think he'll riding wave he'll, 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 he'll uh, they're at some function camping, uh, uh, ballroom <laughs> dancing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly whether they can get all the details, but 
Anyway, uh, I think that Michael will recognize the amo- the moment and uh, treat it appropriately. Probably, but not 100%, back to my point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen a, a lot of, well, this should be a nice moment ruined by... I mean, like how many uh, how many post wedding toasts have just been complete disasters? Yeah, <laughs> like you should happened. be a, you should be appropriate in that moment too, but I think everybody's <laughs> got some sort of story about uh, somebody with the the toast at the reception <laughs> and it going just horribly wrong. There's one a month at any fast and testimony sacrament meeting. If you want to swing on by, you'll do always those, get a do story. Those go south <laughs> without a fail. <laughs> so, yeah. But, okay, so tell me this. If Michael Jordan were to say something along the lines of Kobe reminded me of me, would that be egocentric or would that be an extreme compliment? I'm going to go really egocentric, but I'm guessing by the way you frame that question, you're going to go with complimentary. Well, I doesn't didn't everyone kind of in in their heart of hearts – who played in that certain era want the approval of Michael Jordan? Like, uh, I mean, it's I know funny you bring this up because someone someone just tweeted an old video of Kobe being asked during while both he and Jordan were still playing, being asked if there is a player in the NBA you'd like to be complimented by, who whose compliment would mean the most to you? And his response uh-huh. was, "I don't care about any of them, really." Uh, well, are yeah, you calling him a liar? That's- that's machismo, you know. I, I think uh, I think Kobe would love to have Michael's approval. The ceiling needs the roof. <laughs> I think that's the kind of that's the kind of uh, uh, talk we need to hear. Yeah. Him saying there's no one better to give this speech because he wanted to be me but couldn't be me. <laughs> so who that's would be not, better than me? That's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> Me on three, one, two, now, three, let me. me talk about me. Uh, and, uh, you know, sometimes I uh, looked at Kobe a lot like I looked at Brian Russell. Just uh, so, <laughs> he, like he's good. He better mix a dig about Brian Russell into the thing. Otherwise, why are we uh, there? Right. I, I mean, but I, I am going to time. Uh, I'm just deciding this here and now. I'm going to I'm going to count the time that the I'm going to time how much he talks about himself as opposed to how much he talks about Kobe Bryant. How I bet it like a pie chart. I bet it comes out more about himself. <laughs> I don't think it'll be more about him. But I. Oh how yeah. How many times do you think we'll hear? How many times will we hear the word "me"? Maybe a thousand. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Uh, actually, nine hundred and ninety-nine because he'll refer to himself as Michael Jordan at least once. Like instead of saying "me," he will say Michael Jordan. <laughs> oh man. Kobe was the only player who uh, ever approached my status. That kind of thing. <laughs> a lot of that, or 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 simply like uh, I remember he'll he'll use Kobe as an excuse to tell a yarn about himself. <laughs> that's that's what he'll do. So you know that reminds me I, of the time. I know someone who does that. The time. That reminds me of me. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you remember when Kobe did this thing great? Well, you know what that reminds me of? Me. <laughs> and let me tell you exactly why and how and when that reminds me of me. 
<laughs> and the best way to describe Rick Majera, somebody said. Actually, I think it was me. That uh, was me. Great man once said. <laughs> Actually, that man was me. You I know, didn't you, say great you man. know what? Uh, <laughs> you know what? It, that reminds me of a little bit is when LeBron James, uh, in his return to Cleveland, got the whole team together and gave them a pregame speech where they were like, "This." He's like, "This is one of the biggest moments in the history of sport." And granted, it's mostly about me, <laughs> but you guys are here too. <laughs> Me on three. <laughs> he didn't do the me on. He didn't do the me on three. We should uh, maybe we we find that at some point. That's that was a funny moment. Yeah, biggest biggest moment in sports history. And yeah, I I realize it's it's mostly about me, but you know, you guys are wearing the same uniform. Well, so let's say, uh, let's go well, out there and get it. say something along the lines that, that that Kobe got you know almost as many championships as uh, as me. Uh, I don't know if he'll do. I, he might be a little more subtle than to drag him like that. You know, he'll he'll couch it in in something complimentary, as as you said before. Uh, I want to remind you about our friends at uh, Davis Vision. Uh, they've got their spring LASIK sale going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses. Save up to one thousand dollars. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. Did you find it? Can we play it? I know we're late, but can we play it? All right, here's the, the LeBron James speech. This is one of the biggest sporting spectacles in the history of sports we're a part of. And, and it has a lot to do with me. I understand that, but I wouldn't want to do it with no other guys besides John. <laughs> wow! I've never heard that. Have you heard that? One of the biggest sporting spectacles in the history of sports. And I know it's all about me. I know it's mainly about me, but you guys are here too. But we're letting you be in the building. <laughs> there's, there's nobody else I'd rather celebrate me about than with you. Yeah, with you guys. That's what, he <laughs> said. That's what he said. Well, probably wearing a shirt of himself. <laughs> but that, I guess that's that's well, MJ. He's, he's going to do that. He's going to make he it did, about did him. Did he say something that what? Did he say something that wasn't true? No. But uh, is, is that really? It's like, it's like your surgeon is coming that, up to you after surgery, going, "You know, you owe your life to me now." Okay, so in a in a raw raw <laughs> type of moment, are you really aiming for brutal honesty? Is that <laughs> is that what you really want your message to be? <laughs> you know, you know, I'm the engine that drives this train, but you guys are, you know, you're like uh, back there in the passenger cars and the caboose, right? You know? but we're we're all. Uh, we're all on the right track together. And to basically to have, have the gall uh, to call something, like, about you. Like, it's one thing for somebody else to say, this is one of the greatest moments in sports history. But it's another thing to be like, <laughs> this whole thing centered around me. Greatest moment in sports history. Like, it's 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 pretty amazing to declare that yourself, right? You know, that, that Al Michaels thing was, honest, was a big deal. And, uh, and you know, that... That Gibson home run was a pretty big deal. And, you know, all those other things pale in comparison to this thing about me. Oh, and look, you're here, too. <laughs> that, you, that you guys are privileged to be a part of. But the, 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 the true, yeah. the fact that he kind of caught himself and thought, well, had a, like a, just a blip of self-awareness there where he's like, well, it's mostly about me. Uh, <clears throat> me on three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stay tuned. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.